Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. You just have to know, I think in your heart that you did the best you could because that's what the people that are investing in you are believing you're going to do. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Go right now and put a sign in lipstick or on a post-it 
on your bathroom mirror that says get rejected as your reminder to know that if you are not getting rejected, you're not asking enough and you're not doing it right. You guys, my guest today gave me this total amazing breakthrough piece of advice. She wasn't actually giving it to me. She was telling me it's what she did when she was really um, moving her company forward. And it's exactly what I'm doing. So if you want to know what's on my mirror, it is a sign that says get rejected as a reminder that it's a good thing. It's how you know you're moving forward and how you know you are getting out into the world. And every time you get rejected, you are getting stronger. So... My amazing guest today is Kim Perel. She's an award-winning entrepreneur, investor, and best-selling author. She's made headlines for her transformative story from a startup entrepreneur to a leading tech CEO and prominent angel investor. She was laid off from her first job out of college at an internet startup that went bankrupt. And then she began her journey as an entrepreneur from her kitchen table and grew her company to over $100 million in revenue. Kim went from broke and unemployed to selling her first company and becoming a multimillionaire by the time she was 30 and selling her last company for $235 million. When I hear that number, I know the type of resilience and effort and the person that you have to become in order to be able to do something like that. This woman has so much wisdom. She is a great believer in paying it forward. Her passion is to help others achieve success. And let me tell you, this woman has offered me more than I can possibly tell you and completely has changed my life already. She's an investor in over 80 startups. Are you kidding me? You guys, she wrote the book Execute and or The Execution Factor. And I can absolutely tell you that that book changed my life. When I was first starting my business, Light Pink, I wrote Execute everywhere, all over everything to remind me that when I get scared or when I don't know what to do, there's always something that can be done. And that execution is going to be the thing that moves you ahead. Execution doesn't mean it's going to be you're not going to fail. It means that you're moving forward and you're trying everything out and you are exhausting possibilities. And that's all that it means to be an entrepreneur. So definitely go check her book out, The Execution Factor. Go follow her. This podcast literally rocked my world, blew my socks off. And for sure, you guys, something that I would love for you to do before we get started into this podcast, just click out, go to Instagram, go follow at Drink Light Pink so you can be a part of my journey as well in creating this epic company. And you guys know that if I'm creating anything or doing anything, I'm bringing you along for the ride because I know that my journey on the planet is to empower you to know that you can do huge things out in the world. So what do you say we start this podcast because it is amazing. Let's go. Kim, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Laura very honored to be here. Okay. So I was browsing the bookstore back when those were open. Remember that? Um, oh my. <laughs> yes. And yes. your book popped out at me and I picked it up and I was like, okay, execution factor. I, I absolutely, like I resonate so deeply with the word execution because it's just powerful within itself. And I saw that it was a, you know, female uh, founder. And that was it for me. I was like, execution. 
and a female, I'm going for it. So I started reading it and immediately it was exactly the book that I needed at the exact time that I was in. And then I started following you and I have loved, I just love how you show up in the world and how you are all about educating people and you're so real about it. It's not just like, okay, here's what I did or here's this story about how it all went down. But it's really like you're showing people that it's possible and giving us the steps to do it. So I think it's so cool that you have come back to reach to the people who maybe are not in your position and help pull them up. So I'm so grateful for you. Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. And it's really about paying it forward. I've been there. I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, laid off and broke, bankrupt. I've been everything. And I feel like you know, I've been very grateful to have some really special people help me along the way. And I really want to make sure that I can do that for others. Oh, I love that. And you guys, if you don't know, her book is called The Execution Factor. Um, and this is pretty much the anniversary of me knowing about you. So I got your book <laughs> July of last year. And I'm very excited because I think it's perfect timing to be having this conversation with you. So I know that you've probably told your story a million and a half times, but we're going to have you just, if you could just summarize for anyone who's not familiar with you, you know, the, um, just a little bit about how you got started in what you're doing and what you're doing now. Yeah, great. I'd love to. So I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and uh, it's amazing up there. I actually just got back yesterday. So it's a great place. If you've never been, it's just such an incredible place to grow up, to live. Mm -hmm. And both my parents were entrepreneurs. And I thought after watching them go through many, the roller coaster of entrepreneurship, I thought when I graduated from college, I was going to get a real job that was, um, had security and I definitely was not thinking, um, about being an entrepreneur. So I got a great job, my dream job, and working for, I worked for a dot-com startup in Los Angeles. And it was awesome. It was like being on a rocket ship. And I was so excited. I called everyone I knew. I told them we were going to be millionaires. I was like, we're just going to, you know, it's going to be like the greatest moment of your life, which it was <laughs> until it wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was until it wasn't. And so we raised about $120 million in funding. Um, and we spent about $120 million in funding. And the company, unfortunately went bankrupt and I found myself broke, um, fired, devastated, unemployed. And honestly, I just wanted to just sit in my bed with the covers over my head and mm. you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I felt like such a failure and I just can remember sitting back and, you know, just thinking about what am I going to do next? And everyone just laughed at me and they're like, that internet, that's a fad because it was an internet marketing company. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a precursor to Dropbox, but they were just, you know, Kim, you should get a real job. This is, you know, you obviously that didn't work out. Um, and, you know, I think we've all been in a place like that where you, you knew you had to do something different. You didn't know how. I believed in the internet. I believed in the opportunity. Um, but I had so many people just tell me why it wasn't going to work out. And obviously my track record of bankruptcy wasn't so good either. So... <laughs> So, I, you know, honestly, I brushed myself off and I um, called the one person who I knew um, would make a bet on me. And that was my 80-year-old uh, grandma. Mm. And she gave me um, a $10,000 loan to start my first company. And really with $10,000, I was like so blessed, so grateful. And I told her I'd pay her back when I eventually became successful. And I bought a computer and a GoDaddy account. and 
ticket to um, Hawaii where I could live with my boyfriend. And I started a company. Mm-hmm. And so that company eventually grew to a hundred million dollar company. But, you know, I think it's important. Like there is no such thing as an overnight success. And mine was definitely not that. And it's important, you know, when you think about, you know, starting a business or a side hustle or whatever it is that you want to start, looking at it from a long-term play, like things just don't happen overnight. So you have to really be committed to the long-term success, of whatever you're doing. And and I was, I believe in the internet, I believe I would be successful and, um, you know, and I built the company and eventually sold it um, in 2008 to a European advertising company, which was an amazing mm-hmm. feat. But, you know, really at that kitchen table, you know, I, I started at my kitchen table. I you can build a great, and I started like in a very bad time. So it was, you know, right, at, you know, after Yahoo gone public and then all these companies were going bankrupt and all these companies were going under. And I thought there's never been a worse time to start a company. Mm. Probably like many people feel right now, yes. I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> there's never been a worse time. And like, there's no, there's no money. No one's going to help you. Um, but I did. And I think it's really important when I look back, um, great companies can be made in hard times. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, but you have to be tenacious. You have to be willing to you know, really passionate about what you're doing. But I believe even today, there's so much opportunity. So I, you know, since 2008, when I sold, I've since invested in over 80 different startups. I love the entrepreneur. Um, I wrote a book about entrepreneurship and how to succeed in business and life, which is the execution factor, which became a bestseller. And really my goal in life is to positively impact as many people as possible and really share my story and the principles that I've used for success. So it's been, it's been a crazy ride and, you know, but I'm living proof that anyone can go from ordinary to extraordinary. And I I really think that looking back, like you can transform any obstacle into a stepping stone success, right? And how do you, you know, and really how do you do that and helping people achieve their dreams? Oh my God. There's so much there. Like this could be a four day podcast, but (laughs) I will probably much longer than that. Right. But I will, I would love to know because obviously we can kind of take this 30,000 foot um, perspective when you, you know, what, what is it? Steve Jobs says you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Are you able to kind of pull um, some of your main beliefs or um, traits of an entrepreneur or of yourself through that, that you know had pulled you through in those extremely challenging times. So essentially, what's been true for you as an entrepreneur in order to achieve success? Yeah, when I look back on my career and, you know, I really believe the one thing that drove my success more than anything else is execution because mm-hmm. ideas are a dime a dozen and I get pitched ideas all the time. But execution is the difference between the dreamers and the doers, success and failure. Like this one skill is comprised of, of you know, five traits that I outlined in the book, but they really are important skills that everyone needs to master in order to be successful. And I can take you through just, you know, at a high level, the five traits are the first is 
vision. So this is having that North Star, like that compass of every day you wake up and think, what am I going to achieve? It's so crystal clear to you and your heart. And the second is passion. What are you willing to sacrifice or suffer for? And that's hard. I mean, like what makes you stay up late, work early mornings, you know, forget about going to watching TV all night. Like there's something that you're willing to sacrifice for. The third is about taking action, right? Like that very first step. So I have big vision, but like what's the one small action you can take today? Mm-hmm. And the fourth is resilience. So honestly, based on my career and based on everything I know, everything that will go wrong, like everything will go wrong. Something's always going to go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So dealing when, with obstacles, change and uncertainty. And this is so important right now at this time, right? It's hard. Like I, I totally agree. And how do you overcome? How do you build that resilience muscle so you're able to take those setbacks and keep moving forward? Mm-hmm. And then surround yourself with positive people. Um, you know, I think the relationships and having the right people in your life is so key to success. And when I look at execution, these five traits, you know, make up that execution. And if you don't have one, it's like driving down a bumpy road with a wheel. You actually need all five to have a smooth ride. So it's like, how do you? actually execute successfully. Well, it's, it, it's really about focusing on these five areas and making sure that you, you know, are really able to embrace these traits to, to your ability. Mm. Oh God, I just completely, every with every bullet point that you were going through, I could put myself into a million different scenarios where I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and they are all best friends. Like you can't have one you can't have one without the other. And then the fact that five is people, I literally, it's its what I wrote my book on was people like being the thing that making sure you surround yourself with the right people. Or, you know, when those hard times come, you need those people to pull you through. Not just that, but it's like businesses are built and companies are built off of, you know, who you're talking to and networking with and how, who you know, who can help answer questions. So yeah, my God, so, so powerful. Yes, so, no one is successful alone. God, I, no. I know that. God, <laughs> no. Like, I literally can think back Takes to... Takes an army. Yeah, if I were to do things myself, I would stop every day at like my first question, like, huh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Lifeline. I need help. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Google right, or please. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, you know, this is making me think about just those like breadcrumb moments that you, sometimes you don't... It, when you're putting something together, when you're putting your vision together or plan, oftentimes, you know, you just have an idea. So I'd love to hear for you, you know, what, how does somebody know when they have this great idea, but they know nothing about the industry? I hear this all the time. I'm actually in it right now. But what are the things that they should implement first? And do the answers come like all at once? Or is it, you know, like these small answers and you have to keep piecing the puzzle together? In your experience, what has that journey of kind of putting the puzzle together look like? I think starting with a vision. So going into something you don't know anything about. I mean, it's scary, right? You must know that. It's just, it's almost to a paralyzing effect. So, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to move forward? I mean, it comes back to be honestly, when I think back, it comes back to those relationships. Like, is there a mentor? Is there someone that mm-hmm. shoes that you that has walked down that journey that you can call? Is there someone you can reach out to if you're 
trying to launch I don't know, a, um, a product that's in a store. Could you go to the store and ask the owner? I mean, what I found is that people really want to help and they mm-hmm. want to answer and share their own experiences. So it's about having the courage to ask for help. And the, you know, when I look back, there's so many times that you know people are afraid of uh, you know reaching out for help or asking or they're afraid of rejection. All these things, and I have those fears, right? But how do you overcome those fears? and find someone that can help educate you. Yes, Google uh, obviously could be your best friend too, and it's amazing. But there's also, you know, to your point, there's books, there's um, research, and it's understanding the market you're going into, but then also, you know, what differentiates you in that market, right? And I think that's really important to say, like, where's that white space that you can own and how to clearly be able to articulate that to others. And I think that's, you know, as you're going through rebuilding your business, which is so exciting, you know, how do you continue to, to have that clear vision to enlist help of others and to be able to, to execute against your dreams? Oh God. Okay. So Kim, while you were building your last company, did you have ever have those moments where so many people were kind of telling you like, this is hard or you're in over your head, or maybe this isn't what you should be doing. Um, or you're doing this in a completely different way than most people do it. And maybe someone's telling you to do it a certain way, but your gut was just so clear. Um, and did you have those moments of deciding to follow your gut and having it be a good thing? Oh, yes. Don't you? And I think all that's, it's so, <laughs> even now people are like all the time, you know, it's natural to fear, like feel fearful. Um, and it's natural not to know, but it's also like your heart knows what mm-hmm. it wants to do and it's being really attuned to the opportunity. So honestly, I've had so many people just tell me, no, tell me why it's not going to work out. Tell me that, you know, honestly, when I'm selling, they reject me. I mean, I kind of find it a game. So I just try to get rejected all the time because then it doesn't hurt so yeah. bad. Yes, um, totally. I'm like, the more I can handle this, the better I'm getting. Yes, Keep right? Going. You're like, it totally works. So it's like, it it's like your own game, you know? And I put like a post-it on my... Um, on my mirror in my bathroom about like my vision and like, you know, for a while it's like get rejected because the more you get rejected, the more someone tells you, no, the more someone tells you why it can't be done. It's like, right. Mm -hmm. Your confidence in yourself has to be greater than anyone else's doubt. And Mm -hmm. like, that has to be your belief. It comes out just like, and that's hard, right? When the world's telling you, no, you know, it's like, you know, what's meant to be, even though everyone else is telling you it's a terrible time. Like this is a, you know, go, Again, people don't go get a real job, do some, you know, do something that actually, you know, has potential. It's like, but you have to just believe in yourself and your own potential to create something that is hugely, you know, passion for you, like what your passion is. And I think that gut instinct, right, makes a huge Mm. difference. Oh yeah. That is, I'm so glad you just shared that because I think that's one of the biggest things when you get an idea you start sharing your idea with people or getting people on board with the vision. And then if you have somebody who's like maybe doing really well in that industry or you know somebody who's really well-known in that industry or who's had a lot of success, and maybe if they tell you like, hey, this isn't the best way to do it or not a good idea or not a good time, it's, it is going to take all you have to like reset and be like, okay, that's great that they said that, but maybe I need to actually reject that advice because it's going against my gut. Now, how do how did you navigate the difference between like, hmm, that's actually some really sound advice that maybe I should look at and think of pivoting or 
you know, maybe I need to ignore that because I know just in, it's crazy to be like, should I trust this person who knows a lot or should I trust my gut? Right. No, and I think there's a, you know, there's a bridge of belief, but I also think that, you know, I always looked at what's the worst case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. So like, what's the worst that could happen if you move forward with a potential opportunity? You know, in my case, when I started my own company, then I just have to go apply for a job, right? Or Mm -hmm. like I'd go bankrupt, I'd look like a failure again. Like, could I handle that? Well, I'd already hit rock bottom. So there was no place to go, but up, (laughs) right? Like, Hey, you know, I'm already at the bottom of the, (laughs) you know, I didn't see how it could get any worse than honestly what it, what it currently was. So like, I guess when you have nothing to lose, you know, you're more, um, you know, you can go one way. It's like light or dark. Like, can you go towards the light and like believe in yourself again and pick yourself back up? Or do you use that, you know, moment as something that, that you can't recover from? And I think going down the worst case scenario is really important. Like, can you live with that worst case scenario? Like, will life go on? Right. Mm -hmm. And knowing if you decide to pursue that opportunity, and it doesn't work out, which it might, you know, 90% of businesses, you know, are going to fail. So whatever you're doing, can you live with the outcome? And honestly, it's like, I, I try to live my life without any regret. So I live large all the time and like swing for the fences now. And, you know, I look back and it's like, people always ask me like, what would you, what advice would you give to your younger self? It's like, I would have gone bigger, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just in everything I did. And I know that sounds just and, you know, it sounds crazy to look, it's easy to be able to look back to your point and be like, oh, I would have gotten bigger. But, you know, again, why not start now? Just go bigger now. Right. So now mm-hmm. I look at my life and I'm like, I'm just warming up. Like, well, I'm just getting ready. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, okay. I'm going to just take that clip and replay it over and over. Uh, it's such <laughs> a good reminder because I'm actually in that moment. If I'm being completely transparent, I'm in that moment of like, so I've, I've always done that, which I I freaking love hearing that you do that too. I always go to worst case scenario first. Like, okay, what's worst case scenario and can I live with it? And right now my worst case scenario is a new worst case scenario. So while I understand rock bottom, I've been there, lost houses, been, you know, like crazy in debt, um, like completely bankrupt where we, um, you know, so definitely experienced that. But now I'm in a place of raising money in the thought of what if I lose these other people's money? And then being like, well, that's obviously something that's um, talked about through expectations. Like people know when they are investing that X, Y, and Z, you know, they know what they're doing when they're investing in a company and investing in a person. So for women out there or people, but mostly this audience is women, I think a lot of fear, especially around because for for this audience, it's a newer topic of, wow, I could actually, you know, really start looking for investors for something that I'm doing. Um, It's a newer lingo, not lingo. It's a newer idea for people because I have a lot of entrepreneurs that just kind of, you know, uh, bootstrap. So with that said, I'm trying to expand their horizons on, you know, being able to invite other people into your vision and what an opportunity that is not only for you, but also for them that you're including someone, you know, it's, there's, there's a beautiful quote. It's if your dream doesn't include other people, it's not big enough. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of that idea of like, how can we invite these other people in, but not be afraid while not letting that fear consume us over, oh my God, well, now I'm gambling with other people's. Um, you know, money or time or whatever that looks like. How did you sit with that and learn to, you know, make it right in your brain to feel good to just power forward with what you know is supposed to happen? Right. I think it's hard. Like, I, honestly, I think it's hard. I think it's scary. But again, 
from an investment and I do a lot of investing, mm-hmm. I, I'm aware of the risk. So I think it's important to remember that as an investor, you're aware that you may lose your money. I mean, the probability actually is that you will, right? Mm-hmm. So you're investing in ideas and people and products you believe in. So if they're, and it's okay to ask, it's okay for someone to say no, and it's okay for someone to say yes. And it's being, you know, being okay with all of those outcomes, I think is also important. Mm-hmm. And when I look at just the companies that I've invested in and the people I've invested in, like, you know, and some of them haven't gone well. I'm like, let's be honest, not all companies are successful. I've had hugely successful exits and IPOs and I've had some, you know, companies that have gone bankrupt. Like the one that I was, you know, was at um, when I first started. So I think it's having courage because, you know, it's interesting from a woman's perspective, you know, there's a, there's an interesting quote and um, studies that a man will ask for something, even if he's not hundred percent sure. It's like, again, women should just ask. Yeah. Again, you could get rejected, but ask for it anyway, because there's a lot of capital out there. There's a lot of great women with great ideas, but having the courage to ask for money, I mean, that's hard. And I, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I've been there. I understand, but do it anyway. Yeah. I, you know what? I, that is amazing. And I love that because here's how I'm going into it right now is, you know, um, even with the money that I've, uh, like raised so far and the people that I've talked to because Chris and I, my husband have invested, we've invested in five different companies, not 80, but five so far we'll get, we'll get there, <laughs> Awesome. but it's been the best. Oh my God. It's been the best lessons in just like, I don't, Honestly, like if none of them ever did anything, I still have gained more money than I have like put in out of the education from which I've been able to learn through these different entrepreneurs and um, founders. And um, so when I've talked to the women who have been in, uh, in starting to invest in my company, it's truly like, you know, I think setting that expectation of, yeah, this, you, you could, abs- I want you to be completely aware that you could lose your money going into this. And also I think this will be the best. It's like investing in a mastermind, to be quite honest. Like you're about to get the craziest education if you follow along with this, um, <laughs> yep. that will help you in the future with what you're doing. So it's been a really great, like, it just feels clean to me. I have no other way to explain it than like, having, making sure that your people have awareness around it, um, and who you decide to obviously take money from, um, receive money from is so important because I'm sure that you had moments of like getting offered, you know, incredible money from somebody who maybe didn't feel good. Do you have an experience of that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of times, you know, when I look at it and I've built my business and companies always from a long-term view. And I think that's really important. So I've been, you know, I was acquired in 2008. Um, I was acquired again in 2014 by uh, Singapore Telecom for $235 million. And like, I really looked at that as a relationship. Like my job was to uphold what I was selling and to do the best I could every day. And you know, I think knowing at the end of the day, if it doesn't work and, you know, building a company or um, investing money or taking money from someone, you just have to know that you did the best you could mm-hmm. every day. And like, if you can, no matter what the outcome is, whether that, that you build a billion dollar advertising company or you, you take money and, and you're able to, you know, and it doesn't work out, right? Like you just have to know, I think in your heart that you did the best you could, because that's what the people that are investing in you are believing you're going to do. 
Mm-hmm. And I think no matter the outcome, you have to be able to wake up and say, I did the best. I, I did everything I could. And again, it's a risk, right? So just understanding to your point, the five investments you made, you make relationships, you meet new people, you learn new things. Like maybe the, the investment doesn't always maybe be monetary, right? There's other ancillary byproducts of investing that you may not see today, but maybe in five or 10 years, right? You'll meet someone or you'll pivot the company or you just don't know. But again, I think it's important to just understand, you know, it's hard. And I think you'll probably um, relate to this, like friends and family, like just making sure that, you know, I honestly, I feel terrible losing anybody's money, but the reality is they're making a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, They could lose their money. And the reality is like, I'm a great bet. So like the best bet you can make is a bet on yourself. So it's like, listen, if I've been putting my own money in, your money is just as good as, you know, good alongside mine. Like we're going to lose together, right? You're putting the time and capital and all that energy in. I, I just think, you know, going in with that belief and knowing that you will be successful. You never know what the outcome is going to be, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the holiday season is right around the corner. And we know this year, people are going to be buying more stuff online than ever before. So if you're an e-commerce seller and you want to make sure that you meet the demands of your record-breaking online shopping season, you want to be ready with ShipStation. So when you're selling online, getting a massive amount of orders out quickly can be tough. So how do you keep track of who gets what? Which shipping carrier should you use? Are you getting the best rates. I know I'm always asking that question, especially since I've been sending out so many samples with my new company. That's why my choice is ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. In just a few clicks, you're managing orders, printing out discounted shipping labels, and getting your products out fast. So the result is happier holidays for you and your customers. ShipStation takes the hassle out of holiday shopping. ShipStation helps online sellers get orders out quickly. It saves money on shipping costs, and it keeps your customers happy, which we know is absolutely the most important thing. It works with all major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even international. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution every single time. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. So now businesses of any size can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies knowing that you're always going to get the best deal. And I'm all about the deal, especially in business. That's why ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers and for me. So right now, Earn Your Happy listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the offer code HAPPY. That's all caps, H-A-P-P-Y. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of a massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Make sure you click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HAPPY, H-A-P-P-Y. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter offer code HAPPY, ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. But we do know that if you don't try, you're going to die with the world's largest regret. And yeah, I think even just, you know, as we year after year, um, you know, January comes and everybody always wants to be better or do more or finally start that thing. And it's like, that doesn't go away. It just gets like that feeling just gets worse. And, 
And we are meant to, it's interesting because I do believe just like how you're, you know, one of the, that first company that you were with failed. It's like, would you have been successful without that experience? We don't know, like without accepting all of it. So it's kind of like, sometimes you just have to get that failure or that big fear out of your way to be like, okay, let's do it again. So it's, it's an interesting path. Um, to success in my personal opinion, because I think it's all happening for you. Is that and that's a belief that for sure always pays off for me. Is like, well, whatever that horrible train wreck was happened for me. So <laughs> let's let's find out why and how I can like avoid that in the future or learn from it. I agree. And like really if 2020 has taught us anything, right? Mm. It's like anything could happen. So everything could change overnight. The only certainty is uncertainty. So why not expect great things to happen, right? Like anything is possible. And so I think it just gives you that new perspective on like acknowledging the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt, and just doing it anyway, because you don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Oh my God. So that is going to... Let's just take what you just said and roll that into what you're doing right now. You have a side hustle accelerator. Um, is it in partnership with entrepreneur or, or you yes. built it together? Okay. Tell me. Yeah, about we built it. So I, I'm a huge fan of the entrepreneur. I'm a huge fan of the, um, of entrepreneur magazine, the entrepreneur team. And, you know, we've been working and collaborating for a couple of years now. And we decided, um, you know, in January before everything, before the chaos hit, um, that we were going to create something together to really help, um, uh, other individuals who had a great, you know, either a, who had a great idea, didn't know where to start or who wanted to start something, but didn't have a great idea and didn't even know what idea to pursue. And like, how do we give them the tools and the resources they need to start their side hustle? Because I started mine at my kitchen table. Everyone's got a kitchen table and everyone's at home sitting there. It's like, what could you start? You know, and I think, and you know, with little or no money. And I think that's the important thing. It's like, we're not saying invest your whole life savings. Actually, it's like, how do I start something without investing a lot of money? How do I get to a um, proof of concept of a new product or a service without having to invest significant amount of cash? And that's, you know, from my perspective, instead of having to start raising money, like what can you do without doing that? And, Mm -hmm. And really, so we created the Side Hustle Accelerator, which is just an a program that enables you to start your side hustle using all the principles that I've used in my book, the principles I've used to honestly, to get customers, there's templates of letters that you can send to get referrals, to get mentors, like literally exactly how I would write them. Right. And it's so, I just feel like, how do you help the most amount of people um, start something new? And you know, it's interesting because we went into it thinking, how do we help 20,000 women start their side hustle in 2020? Mm. And, you know, really for me, that's just like a passion project. Let's do it. Let's help as many people as possible. And then when COVID hit, uh, you know, we found that actually everybody wants to start a side hustle, not just yes. women, not just men. It's like, <laughs> so, so we then <laughs> pivoted to um, just, you know, really opening it up to anyone that wants to start the side hustle. We'll show you how it's easy you don't have an idea, there's a directory with a hundred different side hustles you can start today. Again, Mm. using someone else's platform or infrastructure before you go out on your own. And I just love the taking the risk out of it. I I think that's really important because that's, you know, really scary. And I I don't think it's a good time to start investing Mm -hmm. all of your money in something that you don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? But it is a great time to start something new. 
Like I could not be more confident. I think I've started three new companies in the last like four months. And it's really about, this is the perfect time to create, to innovate. Like there's new opportunities every day, especially coming out of the current crisis, right? So what are those and what can you provide that will be of value to, uh, you know, to someone else? And, and really sitting and thinking about that because I, there's so many things I can think of that actually, like even to your new business, Lori, like set, four months ago, I could not order alcohol to my door. Yeah, Like it just didn't help. Like the crisis has actually sped up that yes. entire digital um, e-commerce for alcohol, like that landscape, right? Like that's amazing. A million percent. Ah. Just like for sure, I can, you know, I, I'm <laughs> the other day I was like, yes, this happened for me. And I was like, wait, let me just clarify. I don't think Corona happened for my business. But I am saying like, if I believe exact one million percent everything that you just said, I think right now is the perfect time to start a side hustle. I have always been the bootstrap entrepreneur. So this is like, I believe in it more than I can possibly tell you. I think that we can, you know, join your um, accelerator and literally, if you took everything to heart, could be making money by tomorrow. That's the world that we live in. It, yes. Because everything- is that amazing? Can, it's so freaking awesome. It's like- it, you can create, if people can really grasp this, you can have your idea and have money come out of thin air in your bank account tomorrow. If you yep. have a product that your people are looking for. Um, and I think to your point of what you're doing with entrepreneurs starting this side hustle accelerator is like getting people together to not only be like, okay, let's look at this and look at what ideas sound good to you, but the power of everybody coming together mm -hmm. to prove to each other it's a good time. And look, Sheila over here made money. And look, Bob made money over here. And the more that you see that in your realm of, you know, friends, experience, people you're around and with, it's like, it makes it possible for you too. So there's two huge things going on is number one, there's success everywhere right now. Like it is everywhere. You just need to plug into where it's at. And it sounds like it's in your groups. And number two, maybe I just said two twice, but <laughs> it is it is having that mentor and having someone who's done it before be like, yes, this is possible. Look, it's happening over here. Or this is how you do it. Or this is how you plug in. Or it's like we overcomplicate things. And it's actually not that hard to start a side hustle, but it does take that execution factor, which also helps having people, right? It does. It does. And really getting you know that blueprint for success, right? And learning from... It's like, I always say, how do I skip the line, right? So it's Ooh, like yeah. for anyone that's looking to skip the line, this enables you to do it. Like, how do I accelerate my success? I mean, I... And I love to read. I read all the time. So mm -hmm. the question is, how do you learn from someone else? It's like, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. So if someone can pick up where I left off, that's amazing. That's like 20 years of knowledge that is packed into these principles and the tools and the resources that, gosh, I wish when I, you know, started my first company I had, right. And that's mm -hmm. the intention is like, how do we give someone those tools to really skip that line and become successful, you know, it, it, and accelerate that success. That's huge to point out because I think for people who maybe aren't investing in programs or mentors and, I can't tell you, I, I would never have been able to do anything that I'm doing without number one, first starting from, you know, books before I could afford different things and then saving money to invest in a program or a coach or whatever that looked like, because they, you can't quantify the value that someone who's been there before is going to save you right down to like 
hey, don't use that website person because I spent $12,000 and didn't get anything (laughs) out of it. So it's kind of like, would you be willing to spend $2,000 on a program to save yourself that? Sometimes you save it in one question, right? Like you can't quantify the value of a good mentor. So I think it's really easy for people to forget that, to be like, well, I don't have that money to invest right now. Maybe I should just go and figure this out myself, you know, after two weeks of research and a bad decision. And it's like, or you could just spend it and get all your answers in a day or whatever that looks like for a coaching session or what, whatever it is, your, your program. And I, we forget that because we're coming from a different way of making decisions. We're not coming from maybe that like entrepreneur uh, mindset of making decisions. We're like making it from the newbie. I need to save money, fear and lack position. So yeah, having, having a mentor, do you still have a mentor? Do you still coach or what is, what does that look like for you? I have so many. So it's been, I mean, honestly, and I feel like I've had different ones for different times Mm -hmm. in my career based on what I was doing. So I feel really blessed. And honestly, I try to, um, you know, to speak to as many entrepreneurs and individuals as possible to try to help them out because I do feel I have a, I have great experience. And to your point, there's, you know, there's a, when you're starting something new, you can feel overwhelmed, paralyzed, and you don't, you know, people try to be perfect, but it's like progress over perfection, right? So instead of, you know, I, I spoke to them and they're like, I spent four months on my website. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're going to spend another four months. I guarantee in four months, you'll come back. And you're still working on it. Like mm-hmm. you actually don't need all of this to get started. Like yeah. I actually recommend just doing you don't even need a website until you have at least three paying customers. It's like pick one social media outlet where your customers are likely to find you, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. You, you can't, you're like, you can't do all of them, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's really about like having someone that's already, that knows that. Like it's impossible. Like, yes, you want to do everything perfect, but again, that, that could be the enemy of, uh, of, of actually executing, right? Oh my Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I learned that really quickly like the first year when I was like, "Okay, hey, nothing. I've spent so much time on this damn website. This was probably like 12 years ago now and and nothing had happened. I still hadn't had anyone and I was, you know, like this is like when you first got your website and I just learned quickly like this didn't actually create anything. But mm-hmm. me putting a post on Facebook got me a check in the mail much quicker. So it was like, oh my God, what are we doing thinking that it needs to be perfect when you learn really fast that Susie over here who's had her business not even on a website, but all just through messages or whatever that looks like is making Mm -hmm. great money. So you, it's like really thinking about how can you get that money in first without needing all of these fancy things? Like I think to the entrepreneur, what would you tell somebody in the beginning is like some of the most important things? Is it like, make sure you're getting paid? Is it acquire audience? Is it, what does that look like for somebody who's kind of starting out in the space? Yeah. I think, um, when you look at someone that's just starting out, it's like, again, having, knowing exactly what you want to create, but the reality is unless someone's going to buy it, And, you know, lack of market need has been cited as the top cause of startup failures. So is your product something people want or something you just think they want, right? Because if people actually don't want to buy your product, and I've seen people, if I build it, they're going to come. That No, it's like, we're not in Field of Dreams. There's no Kevin Costner. Like, it's not going <laughs> to, it doesn't work like that, right? Like, so yep. really understanding what your offering is and if someone actually would pay you money 
for it. Else it's just a passion project, right? If you're not mm-hmm. going to get paid economics for what you're providing, whether it be a service or product. And I think you can find that out pretty quickly, you know, and that's again, like, how do you skip the life? Well, it's like creating that one liner, creating a one pager sales sheet or just soliciting feedback, right? And I think often people start building something that they think there's a great idea. They don't get any feedback because they do it. And, you know, to your point, like, hey, I'm just going to do it. But the time to get advice and feedback is before you start building everything, right? Yes. Because you don't yes. want to get feedback after. And then, you know, you, you created a product for, you know, for a problem that doesn't actually even exist. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my recommendation is to create the opportunity to try to honestly, even like pre-sell it, right? Pre-sell through, hey, I've got X, I'm going to, I'm going to start a juice company. I'm going to, you know, provide you with juice. Would you buy it? Can I take a pre-order, right? Or whatever it is that you want to create because, and, and even maybe like give it away for free to three people and get some testimonials. Like I liked your product. I didn't like your product, but just getting that feedback, I think is essential, especially before you start, you know, again, investing a lot of time and money, you know, that into the, into your, um, into your startup. Oh man, yes and yes. I so I've definitely launched things that I thought were a need and found out weren't. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Like these two people are so excited about it. All right, I'm glad I filmed, you know, this course for 3 months of my life. Um <laughs> <laughs> great lesson though. Really great lesson. Um, but now I, you know, even, so with this company that I'm launching right now, I spent more time on research than I did on, you know, worrying about the product forever because I was like, I'm not going to launch a product that people don't want. So I actually spent most of the time saying the product was already essentially being made while researching and seeing if it was something that they would even want, not just like hypothetical, like, Hey, if I made this, I was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? Obviously, knowing that I could pull back or out or I haven't, you know, invested a large amount of money up to a certain point to find out. And it was the best thing I've ever done. And it wasn't just like throwing it out on social. I did it when I was speaking in stages of a thousand people. I did it, you know, to different text groups or different people's membership sites and things like that. So that was really if I can tell anyone anything, I would say definitely what you had just said. Like, make sure your audience or your people who you have currently right now are interested in the product that you have. And if not, you might need to also then focus on, uh, you know, building your audience if you don't have a specific audience. Um, to yeah, th- so that's my next question. Let's talk about that. So if somebody doesn't have, you know, a, an audience and they have a product in mind, number one, maybe they should just focus on building the audience around what they're interested in? Where would you say to start with like that audience acquisition? Well, I think first it's studying your competition, right? Like the most, find the most successful people doing what you want to do. Study their patterns, their activities, like their resources, like actions, traits, things that they're doing, like who, where they're selling, how they're selling it, what they're selling. Like, I think you can learn from the experts, right? So I'd say, you know, it's really important if you have a great idea and you have a target market, how do you learn? Again, don't reinvent the wheel. Who's already doing it? Like think about how they're marketing themselves and learn from them. And I think that's like a great opportunity and a great, a great place to start. Again, um, if you don't know your, cause you'll find the audience, if they have a Facebook group, you'll learn who the audience is, right? You can engage with them in different ways. Uh, and I think that's really important because if you're starting without any knowledge of who your audience is, I think 
again, to find new customers or the right customers, how do you do that without investing a lot of capital? Because digital advertising is expensive, right? And I know that because I run many digital advertising companies, but how do you get, you know, what are, what are simple ways to get customers um, that if you don't already have the audience? So it's like, number one, I'd say, ask um, people if you could do it for free because then, you know, and in, in, in exchange for whatever you're giving them, they'll refer you to their friends, their family, their colleagues, their neighbors, right? So you kind of are expanding the circle of, um, of your current influence. And I think those referrals are really important and a great place to start. I think you can go local. So what's the local opportunity, whether it be on a bulletin board or next door or Yelp, or where can you go um, online and offer some sort of promotion? And like, how do you join some sort of networking group, your local chamber of commerce? Like how do you, a Facebook group, a LinkedIn group to, to get that, um, to get that audience where you may not already have it and become that expert, right? So it's just offering the advice, you know, you have to, if you want to be the expert and you want to be able to sell it, you have to be able to offer something, um, in my experience, you know, for free. So what is that? What can you offer? And that knowledge is a gift, right? So how do you offer that? Mm. Yes. So good. Um, okay. So I get this question all the time. I actually love speaking on this and I'd love to hear your input as well. So for people who are, there, there's a couple different tiers that I think that we can um, just kind of acknowledge of the people who are just starting out, who their learning can be through programs, it can be through books, it can be through podcasts. Then there's people who are really taking it to the next level who, of course, they can invest in coaches and different things like that. And then there are people who are really like doing something that they don't quite know if there's coaches you can hire for it, or I'm literally talking about myself, um, but looking for, it's that scary line of, and, I, and I've been here before when I was, you know, starting to write a book and launch a book. It's like, where do you go when you know who you are wanting to emulate or get advice from, but you don't feel you have something to offer them as far as like an even value exchange um, for their mentorship. So if somebody's looking for mentorship out there and they're starting a company or taking a really big leap and they're like, man, I actually don't know where to look for this one. I've done the books. I've done different coaching or things like that. Is it simply like really shaking all of the trees and asking people who have been there and you admire, even though they seem not accessible? Yes. I think it, I honestly think it is. I think it's finding someone who's been there has done that and asking them for, you know, I say, you know, you can increase your, your chances of success by like 10 times for under four bucks. How? Because you just ask someone for coffee, even virtual coffee, it's free. But the idea is, and, and people ask me all the time, they're like, Kim, you're so busy. I'm like, actually, I really make a point to give back, to find the time to help. So I actually think it's about asking, you know, I think it's an excuse. I think people, you know, have the courage to ask, have the courage to also get rejected. Right. But like, mm -hmm. say you, reach out to 10 people that you admire that you, you know, and ask them for 15 minutes or 30 minutes of their time. Like, I really admire what you did. I'd love to just pick your brain. I'd love to. And that's, I think, really important. I think people underestimate how much the, the, the others want to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. and, and it is about shaking. And it's a numbers game, let's be honest. Because yes. and I also think it's persistence because, you know, even in, <clears throat> you know, during these, this time, Someone had, you know, a young woman recently approached me looking for investment and her first email, like honestly went unanswered because my schedule was just slammed and it just kept going to push down as I'm sure you know, in the pile of emails. Mm -hmm. And she followed up with me 
later, you know, asking for 15 minutes and letting me know what her company vision was to empower this young woman in the workplace. I was like, okay, I'm just going to help, right? Because I'm also passionate. So she found a connection or a passion point that we both shared. And, you know, we got on a call and it actually, I ended up investing in her company, but th- that wasn't the intention. Like, honestly, I just wanted to, I, I was passionate about what she was talking about. And I think if you can relate to someone that you're reaching out to in something specific um, that you have in common, that really helps like overcome the, oh, they're just, you know, just noise in my, in my world, right? Like, oh, I really want to help them. And people want to help. And so, you know, it's like, how do you just even get that 15 minute call? Mm. Oh, I love hearing that. And it, it makes it, it, it took me just to a place of where I'm like, yeah, I, I love to help people who are doing the do, you know what I mean? Who I know are totally. really doing it. And I love what they're doing. And they've proven that they're really out there. Like I actually probably have the most fun in my life getting to help those people. So it's also remembering like, Hey, there are parts of life that like, yes, you want to do your own thing, but also in the, you know, I've accomplished much of what I've ever wanted to do in my life. And I will tell you that it sometimes it doesn't even compare to what it feels like to help somebody else with their vision. Like freaking exciting. Like it's so much so exciting. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you can put yourself back in their shoes and be like, Oh my gosh, I wish someone had told me this back when, right. And someone would have given me some advice. So it's really, but I think it's also about having the courage to ask. Like if you don't ASK, you don't GET. So just ask, right? Like ask. And it's okay that someone says, no, I don't have time or, or they don't reply back, but also have the courage to reach back out because I think timing's everything. Mm-hmm. Right now is actually a perfect time to ask because everyone's sitting at, you know, most people are still sitting at home. They have a lot of extra time mm-hmm. and that 15 minutes could make a huge difference. So, you know, I'd start with just like a a connection point that you can make with them and then ask for the time. Okay. I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> um, and did you say that on your mirror, you put get rejected? Yes. Get re- I had that. I'm for a literally while. going to like, do it really? right now because every day I need to make sure that I am making sure I, obviously the more I get rejected, the more I get an acceptance. So, or like a, you know, a, a yes or somebody who's on my vision. So, and, and I think it's just, it makes it, it just makes it so much easier when you actually point out what you're afraid of, right? I think so many of us mm-hmm. are, we beat around the bush and like, honestly, even sharing that with you, like, oh, I don't know how to find a mentor. And I know when I'm saying it, it's like a stupid excuse because I've definitely asked and gotten rejected multiple times, but it's a numbers game. I know this from every other business I've had. Um, so I think it's important that we just face what we're afraid of and be like, okay, hey, that's what I'm afraid of. There it is. Keep going. Like everybody's right. been here before. So Okay, get get rejected. Yes, is going kinda, if you're not mirror. like getting out, if you're not getting rejected, you're not trying hard enough. I mean, in yeah, my opinion, agreed. like you're not going outside of your comfort zone. Like you actually need someone to tell you no in order to know, like, oh, I've and it's scary, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to get rejected. But if that's your goal, then maybe it's not as scary as it was. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes, mindset, right? Like so, my goal is actually to get rejected from you. So if I go in thinking that, if you say yes, that's even better. Yeah, this is helping so much. I actually got rejected yesterday, which was amazing. It really was, right? Like the initial email, I had a little fire in my stomach. And then I was like, wait, this is so powerful because this person actually just revealed to me that they aren't aligned with the vision that I have. And yes. while while I was like, oh man, I was really like, I could see how this would have been a great partnership. I was like, but actually not because 
they're not in alignment with, they, they don't feel that same passion that I do for what this is going to be. And it just became really clear to me, like how powerful it is also for things to be working in rejection, to be working in your favor. And in that case, I was like, hmm, great. This is so awesome. And I, I also asked like, and I, I, obviously I know you do this too, but I asked like, was there a lesson in this for me as well? Like, was there something I could learn from this? What was it that made them not want to be a part of it? Is that something I should worry about or, cha- or you know, does it help to change it or change the languaging? And all it did was make me re like more firm in my stance of, nope, okay, I got rejected and I still feel this way, but it can shake you in the beginning, right? Oh, for sure. No, it, I mean, it, it takes a lot of time. It never feels good. But to your point, you can learn something from it. So if someone comes to me at investment, I'm like, hey, you're too early. Like, why? Like, why are you not investing in me, Kim? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reasons are, could be anything. Like, I'm not, you know, investing in the space. I don't think your growth numbers show enough promise. I don't, you know, like what? And that's actually something you could take and learn. Like, okay, well, then what do I need in order for you to invest in me? And it's always an opportunity to go back. Like, just because they say no today doesn't mean they're not going to, they're going to say no in, you know, in a year, once you already have some more traction under Mm -hmm. your belt, right? It might just not be a fit from a, like timing is everything. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's really important to just remember, it's not you. It's maybe the time it's maybe them. It's maybe their fun. I don't know. Like there's different reasons of why people may not, may reject you or just in their own lives that you can't see. So it's like, there's a great point. It's like, you just don't know what's going on in someone else's life. I mean, I've got mm. four kids. So like trying to find time alone, that alone is hard, right? So just knowing um, it's just not you and don't take it personally. Just keep moving forward. Oh my God. Yes. And you guys follow Kim because seriously, it's so much fun. You have, you have two sets of twins. <laughs> yes. I have two <laughs> sets of twins. Oh my goodness. And I'm a twin. So it's oh my like, God. I'm down. Oh my yes. God. Okay. So please oh share some wisdom from twin life because I feel like that you have much to share. Yes. I guess my biggest thing um, growing up and, you know, it's interesting. I talk, uh, you know, I talk about this sometime is, you know, my sister's so smart. So growing up, she would always get bust off to the talented and gifted program. And I'd like sit on the sidewalk and cry and be like, I don't <laughs> understand. Do I not have gifts and talents? Why can't I go? I, you know, I was yeah. so sad because I was so young. And it's, you know, I go home, my mom was like, Kim, comparison, there's a great um, Eleanor Roosevelt quote, which is comparison is a thief of joy. She's mm-hmm. like, if you're always trying to compete with your sister, no matter what it is, like you'll always be bitter. But if you mm-hmm. just compete with yourself, you'll always like, become better. So it's always looking at like, how do, so I always compete now just with myself because growing up with a twin, you're, it's very hard not to compete against the person that's with you all the time. And it's just learning what are your unique strengths and they may not be, you know, I may not get on the talented and gifted bus, but I'm an excellent skier, uh, whatever it is that you're really good at. Right. So it's just knowing that and embracing that as you grow up and embracing your own talents. I think that's, you know, you don't want to be like what everyone else is. You want to be different. Like what makes you different and unique and embrace that. And I think mm-hmm. learning that early on really, you know, really helped me. And I think as I now have two sets of twins, um, it, you know, it's the same, it's the same advice that I'll give them. It's just, you know, embrace who you are and don't try to be anybody else. Mm. So last question, what's the vision that is like really exciting you right now? Like what's pulling you forward? Because I know on the entrepreneurship journey, it can be like, whoa, I kind of have done that 
thing I thought I wanted to do. And you, you almost need to reset sometimes. I don't know if that was your experience at all, but what's pulling you forward um, for the vision for your life? You know what? I feel so incredibly blessed. And it's like, I think to myself, like, can it get better than this? Right. And for me, it's going back to my roots. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I want, you know, and I just spent 20 years building, you know, very large advertising companies. I'm going back to the basics. I want to go back to my kitchen. I want to start over. I want to start things that are new. And that's why I've launched this side hustle program with Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. I really just want to begin again. And like, you're never too old. It's never too late. And I love that part. Like I Mm -hmm. like the beginning. So I'm excited to start creating from the, from honestly the beginning where so many other people are and take, you know, and again, learn from my past experience and skip my own line, really try to, you know, create again. So I'm excited to do that. Oh, I love that. It really, it really is like, and I think that when you take that pressure off of like, this has to be this and just say, this is what I do. Like, this is what I love. That really changes the whole perspective of what we're starting, the side hustle we're starting, the big company we're starting, whatever that is. It's like, you got to wake up and do something every day. Why not do the thing that you love and, you know, be able to solve the problems that you actually want? So I... 100%. Oh, I love that. 100%. Okay. Let's how, build. Yes, we're doing it. Okay, so how can we uh, find you, follow you, join the Side Hustle Accelerator? Yes, follow me at Kim Perel and um, take my success test at kimperel.com. Join the Side Hustle Accelerator. It is awesome. I guarantee it and it will change your life. And I just, everything I believe wholeheartedly is in that program. And I just think if you really are, really serious about starting something new, overcoming your fears. It's a great opportunity for you to do so. Mm, Thank you guys so much. You guys, you can't learn from somebody better than somebody who's already done what Kim has done. Make sure you go follow and go check that out. We will link everything up in the show notes. Kim, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for coming on. I know that this probably spurred so many people to finally do the thing that they want to do. Um, So I'm just grateful for you. Oh my gosh, me too, Lori. And honestly, if you need a mentor, you know who to call. Well, I'll be calling right after this. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, not kidding at all. So (laughs) I will say you guys, um, if you loved this episode, the biggest gift that you can give these incredible guests who give us an hour of their time to come on and mentor you for free is to shout them out and share with your friends what they're doing. So if you would, make sure you tag Kim on Instagram and tag myself and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from Kim. And then I will share those stories. So please, please, please let us know so that we can see what you got from Kim. It's such a gift to be able to see how she was able to help you guys. So until next time, everyone, earn your happy. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.
Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com want to know a huge secret to my success Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you 
So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.